forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast contains possibly outdated information about public health. Condiment pipes. Two of the most popular characters in fiction, Aladar and Kron. And a robust discussion about the Animal Kingdom ride, Dinosaur. Get to your time, Rover. It's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a theme park podcast that specialty is not time traveling, but time wasting. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Scott Gardner also joining us as always. Yeah, sometimes I feel like we've traveled several years in time and it's just been several hours. Exactly. That's the magic of this podcast. You don't know where the time went. I also think, uh, you know, also not knowing what time it is, I don't know if people are hearing this still in COVID lockdown times, but ever without commutes, I, I feel like some of these episodes are taking, you know, several months to get through. Mm. Yeah, you're saying... Like depending on the listener, if you used to, like, have a 45-minute commute somewhere and that's how you absorb the episodes and you don't have that anymore then yeah, you could still, you might be back on like a February episode, many, you know, in, in June. Right. It's like five minutes a day now is really all, all the time you have to yourself to listen to podcasts. Whereas before, yes, you could like rip through three podcasts in a day. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I don't, uh, yeah. And if, you know, if people are, are too nervous to like go on walks or whatever, then you really aren't absorbing it. So if, if you're, if the only way you have to listen to it is from like moving from the uh, kitchen to the bathroom, um, then, you know, just start doing it way more often because we, we need you to get through these. Hmm. Should we get I mean, but should we maybe just make the episodes all 15 minutes long, like rip right through it? Be like, OK, this is about dinosaur. Uh, it's a rocky ride vehicle. I like it, but it's scary. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Wrapping up? Uh, uh, great. Great to see Dr. Seeker and Dr. Uh, the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Scott. Final thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Guanadons. Uh, you know, it's nice to rescue him, but that uh, that Carnotaurus is super scary. Um, but uh, at, at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. Okay, well, you've uh, survived the podcast ride, and that's like that's about all the people have time for. Honestly, it's what we it's, it's what we have to do. Uh, but hey, come on, man. You are we? Are you saying we're not going to take time huh. to talk about Doctor Seeker? Oh man, maybe if I really think about it, I guess we have to talk about Dr. Seeker for over 90 minutes. We got to talk <laughs> to Dr. Seeker. Some people are still taking walks, doing that wonderful activity of jumping into the street when some lunatic is not leaving your room on the sidewalk. Well, especially if it's a jogger, the jogger they've, I've seen, you know, we've all seen the articles about where the jogger leaves like a trail of germs in their wake. Yeah, I I saw someone posting from France where the mayor of Paris was like, please stop jogging. That has not really happened in Los Angeles, uh, although been kind of gloomy here anyway, so kind of scaring people inside, uh, even besides the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Is the way they, you leave a tr- you leave a trail of ger- like ribbons of germs behind you? You're exhaling you know, more. 
Yeah. yeah. Since you're going so fast, it's like kind of like you're almost like crop dusting with germs because you're going so fast. Like if you were just like walking at a normal pace and you like exhaled, it would sort of like linger in the air a little bit and it would fall. But since you're jogging, it's like you're it's like a, a water, an air and water show with like X, like the fumes from a plane as you're like streaming down a sidewalk. It's like going everywhere. Suppo- again, supposedly. Jesus. Every day is a new new thing I, to make us more I, paranoid. I don't want Dear this God. To, I don't want this to be too much focused on what's going on right now. We need to talk about dinosaur, but I did finally see an article just now that said we don't have to, you know, pour bleach all over our groceries. Another like another definitive article cuz that was another concern we've all had is like how much we need to disinfect our groceries when they come inside. So, well, that, yeah, that was my favorite era of it when people saw one video with one doctor who told us that we need to like scrub each carrot. We have to do like an hour long uh, massage. We have to do a bath bomb for every carrot. Mm-hmm. And then everyone took that as as the Bible because he is a doctor after all. Right. Um, so that was that was a fun couple days living in carrot bath paranoia. But like people need to remember, like Dr. Drew is technically a doctor and he was saying this was no big deal for about three months prior. So just just take everything with a grain of salt is what I'm saying. Yeah. Trust Dr. Oz, not Dr. Drew. No, just no. Remember. Dr. Oz was saying it wasn't a big deal either. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, uh, Dr. Feelgood. Those are the doctors to trust. Well, we all like Doctor Feelgood. We Jason. all like Doctor Feelgood. Did they He's never steered us wrong? Did they fully? Did they debunk the ibuprofen thing too? Wasn't that like one? Yes, one yes, French one French dipshit. Like God, everyone's scared yes. of ibuprofen. I believe. I believe the headline was French dipshit gets it wrong. I think that's what I read. <laughs> but I repeat myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> was that a French accent? I can't hear it very well over the Zoom. So no, no, that was just like a ugh kind of accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were like a, like an upper crust voice you were doing. Yeah, or like an exhausted kind of voice. I see. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, you that- know, uh, Doctor Dre says just chill till the next episode, and maybe that's the best doctor advice that's- you could take. Yeah, I, I'm into that. Yeah, let's just all chill to the next episode of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's right on about this. Yeah, and obviously I'm getting high as fuck every day of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And what I mean by that is I have a white claw and uh, a kombucha. That's what I. That's my. That's my drug of choice. Yeah, two sugar <laughs> drinks. So much is different for me since the quarantine. <laughs> I don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, I'm way different now. I'll be changed. <laughs> Everyone will notice a change when they actually see me in person. <laughs> um. So anyway, I guess we should talk about dinosaur. I guess we should. Yeah. Um. There. Yeah. It's the ride that answers the question. What if the Indiana Jones ride was unpleasant? <laughs> uh. Yes. That is what. It uh, that's that is basically the mission statement for this ride. It's interesting with dinosaur because, uh, like, let me let me back up. Scott, did you go on dinosaur this when we were there? I forget. Did we go on together? 
or no? Um, no, I didn't end up doing it. It was like a, I, I think I'm going to have the choice between uh, a fast pass for dinosaur and a nap. And I think I chose a nap. Okay. Uh, that was our most exhausted day, if you'll recall. And uh, yeah, nap sounded pretty good to me. We got up, we went to Pandora early mm-hmm. and then we did Everest. I got you fast passes for the Kilimanjaro Safari. You ran, yes, you ran, you ran a little scheme there. Appreciate it. Tiffin's. Uh, we were at Lindsay and I ate at Tiffin's. Uh, so yeah, dinosaur, dinosaur. I have a com, uh, like a complicated relationship with because like a lot of, uh, and I'll say kids, but I really mean like you know fourteen year olds. Uh, I got really scared on it when I went on it the first time, and uh, uh, I haven't completely gotten over it. The trauma is still kind of there. There's other rides that obviously I was scared on the dark rides. I've kind of gotten over all that stuff. But there is something about Dinosaur that I'm still a little skittish about. And I can't tell if it's just deep-seated childhood trauma. And when I say childhood, I mean tween or teen trauma. uh, Or it is, as you describe it, deeply unpleasant. Well, Mike, isn't there a photo of you from a trip in the last five years where you look upset on this ride? Am I remembering that correctly? (sighs) Well, I think I told the story on the show. I had gone with a couple friends to Orlando a year prior, the prior year that we went. um, And I went on Dinosaur then. And I was like, look, it's a ride. You're an adult man. You have a theme park podcast. You're a theme park journalist. You need to keep your eye. Don't be scared of this. You're an idiot if you think you're scared of this. It's not. It's a, First of all, it's a Disney ride. Nothing's going to happen. You like haunts now. You're a different man. You're a new man. It's, everything's going to be fine. So we went in Dinosaur. I kept my eyes open the whole time. I was like, you know what? This is fine. I This is a ride. I can enjoy it like any other ride. And then when the picture opportunity happened, when the photo spot happened, I think it's when the uh, Carnotaurus, is that, what is it? Carnotaurus? Carnotaurus? Uh, Carnotaurus. Uh, yes, I wrote that down phonetically. I'm going to apologize because I will probably mispronounce some dinosaur names. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I will. I will for sure as well. Uh, Tyrannosaur. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, and when the picture opportunity happened, apparently, and I didn't even realize it, I turned away. I turned away like I was scared. So I thought I was being brave, but the picture said otherwise. Well, but it is a so, big scare at the end, right? It's the it's the the picture happens when the car in a tourist is like right above you. I believe it's right before that. Okay, I believe it's right before that. But still, I humiliating myself again on this ride in my thirties. I felt I had done a good, very good job of being comfortable on it. But there, there, the proof was that there's still something that's bothering me about the ride. So, I don't know. You might just have like you might just have resting, frightened face. Because hmm. um, when we all went on the Knotts Rapid Ride together, I was taking video of it, and every frame that I saw, you you I guess you didn't look terrified. You just looked like actually you looked like you smelled something horrible throughout. <laughs> like no every single frame where you were on camera. So that just might, and I know you weren't scared of the rapids ride i do I know that scared too. of the rapids ride no yes yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i that communicated to me but i that just might be how you look on rides well, i don't know you're you're a little squinty you're a little like uh, I, don't know. I 
Look, thank you for saying that because you're trying to get me off the hook here because I do grimace a lot. I think I have re- like resting grimace face. <laughs> That's a good um, word. Resting grimace. Not not McDonald land grimace, just a normal grimace. But I have resting picture- McDonald land grimace. <laughs> I have resting like I got to get a shake. <laughs> thank Jason. Thank you for making that joke. So no one else had to, you know. <laughs> I feel better Resting. if I make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get ahead better. of it. Yeah. Shows you have a sense of humor. Sure. We can all laugh together. We can all, we are all uh, having a lot of fun. Uh, uh, so, yes, I was going to say thank you, Scott, for saying that. But if you look at this picture, the picture, I don't even have like a grimace on my face. I My head is turned away. I am physically like recoiling from whatever robot is like coming out at me. Do you have the, can you remind us of what this photo looks like? Uh, I don't have, I, I have it. Let me, okay, I'll find it while we're talking here. I think that'll, I posted that'll it. will take to, a minute. I apologize. Posted but. it to the Twitter. If somebody else wants to give their feeling about when they first went on Dinosaur or Countdown to Extinction. Yeah. I, well, maybe, um, maybe we should do the little, the, the cliff notes of what it is for anybody who doesn't know offhand. Oh, yes, of if course. you haven't been Animal Kingdom. So it's, it's, uh, it's in Disney's Animal Kingdom in Florida. It is uh, an opening day attraction. Um, it uses the same, a very similar ride vehicle and mechanism to the Indiana Jones adventure, that being sort of the, um, the simulator on a moving track, essentially. Like it's, uh, you're, you're on wheels, but it's simulating a little bit more movement. And I think it may even be the same literal track layout it is. of the Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the term is enhanced motion vehicles which Imagineering developed and was used for Indiana Jones in Anaheim, Indiana Jones at Disney Sea, Dinosaur, and um, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Weird. Well, it must be expensive as hell, or else uh, they would have done it more. It's like such a like revelatory, amazing type of ride vehicle, but it's it's got to be super cost prohibitive. Yeah, I believe uh, the estimated cost for this ride is is it between forty and sixty million? I had it uh, somewhere wow. in my notes. Yeah, I think I saw that number that was similar to that. Um... Yeah, I mean, it is very expensive, um, but it was put in this, it was done here for cost reasons, to save money. Yeah. Um, uh, by repeating the same track, basic track layout and ride vehicle. It seems yeah, like Yeah, and I the, guess to use the same blueprints, uh, yeah, has got to save them something. The, the apocryphal story is that as they were building Animal Kingdom... They discovered that uh, taking care of this many wild animals is expensive. So they needed to cut costs. And at some point it came down between Dino Land USA and Beastly Kingdom. And Dino Land USA, uh, those those Imagineers more willing to uh, cut costs and merge to attractions and, and kind of skimp and save a little... And a lot of the Beastly Kingdom Imagineers went on to uh, uh, move, shift over to Universal and put a lot of their mythical ideas into the Lost Continent. Yeah, there's a good, there's a YouTube video, uh, theme, I think it's Theme Park History that I watched. Did you watch that too, Jason? I watched that. Yeah, that video is great. They, they had a really uh, thorough examination of the ride and the many changes of the ride. 
he yes he posits that the 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 yeah, Dino Land USA people were more willing to compromise than the Beastly Kingdom people. There was going to be two rides. There were going to be two dinosaur rides, and they were willing to combine them into one ride and basically just use the same Indiana Jones track layout and vehicle. So they got their stuff built. They won. And Jurassic Park also was a big part of why Dino Land won because, you know, dinosaurs were all the rage. Uh, Jurassic Park and also uh, at the time... Uh, Disney had entered into a 10-year partnership with McDonald's. And when Dinoland USA first opened, the McDonald's logo and references were just fucking everywhere in this part of the park. Yeah. So Yeah, even the in the line for this ride, there are red, yellow, and white pipes that are supposedly meant to <laughs> remind you of ketchup mustard and mayonnaise yes they have the yes. chemical uh formula for each item on it <laughs> whoa yeah oh even even further than i thought wow yeah yes i don't i don't know the logic behind that i don't know why in like a museum or like whatever i guess if we're in a museum sort of in an institute there would be a need for pipes that shot ketchup mustard and mayonnaise but there are <laughs> I think museum workers are loving it. Ba 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 ba. You know, they gotta eat. Mm-hmm. They need a quick lunch. They need a quick, reliable lunch, like anyone. Yeah, I, I have you looked, Jason? Have you looked into installing these type of pipes? Like, what would the would the city of Los Angeles be willing to? Put you know, these three different colored pipes in. You know, I would love it, but it, yeah, the contractors, it's such a pain in the ass finding a good contractor in Los Angeles. You don't want to skimp on a task rabbit sort of thing for ketchup, mustard, mayo pipes. Yeah. You want a real well, pro. If, if any of the listeners have recommendations for a plumber that can install ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise pipes, let us know. Yeah. Because... You know, we, we, I would be, honestly, I'd be interested in it too, because who doesn't like those three condiments? I know some people don't like mayonnaise, but I think that's crazy. Mayonnaise I, um, I, the question is, do you have that installed just next to a water faucet? Is it, is it a kitchen thing or do you, uh, is it, is it a shower thing? Do you want to get, oh, uh, bathed in these items? Huh? Well, I mean, at least if you put it in the shower, that gives you the option to be bathed in ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise. So it's always nice to have the option. Obviously, you can take a hot dog into the shower with you, um, but yeah, you can't you can't have a bath in the sink if you do it there. So I would I would advocate you put it by the shower, at least in, or in the shower. Yeah. It running through pipes also implies that you have the option of hot and cold running mayonnaise. Oh, that's interesting. Jason, mm-hmm. you can you can really warm it up if you want. You can get blasted every morning with gallons of hot mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason, the mayonnaise bill is through the roof this month. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've got to cut down on it. It was cold this month. <laughs> the hot, <laughs> the, you're running through hot mayonnaise heaters. You're the <laughs> the the repairman has been out to fix the hot mayonnaise heater three times this month. Well, he should have done a better job fixing it the first time. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a like a rolling pin wielding wife in this scenario for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Jason? <laughs> the economy's hard right now, and we're gonna hand all our 
money over to, to the D W K M M P. Jason, real quick, what is your mayonnaise brand? Um, uh, it's back east. It's called Hellman's, and on the west coast, it's called Best Foods. It's one of those uh, Mississippi, the Mississippi dividing lines. Uh, ones. You mean you mean basic? Basic is what basic, you're saying. Basic yeah. mayonnaise. Yeah, basic mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't actually don't have any mayonnaise in the apartment, but I do like mayonnaise. Yeah. Uh, I have okay, so I have sent the photo to you of me cowering next to a child, by the way, who is looking at the dinosaur. I am not. I am. My head is down to the left, and I am gr- like cringing. It's it's one of the most humiliating photos of you, my adult life. You're trying to like turtle into yourself. You're trying to sh- yes. shrink down. I don't. I also don't have a memory of doing this. I I have a memory of of being on the ride and everything going well and I enjoying the ride for the most part. And then I see this photo and apparently that was all just a fantasy I made up in my head. I must have like blacked out during the ride and had a dream that I comfortably went on dinosaur and enjoyed it, but I really look like this most of the time. You were smiling with a a pipe in hand. You were like doing a little golf clap. Good show, Carnotaurus. <laughs> yes. Ah, like just like chuckling. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Look at that. A pterodactyl. Ah, very enjoyable. Perhaps the children on board might be frightened, but I, an adult's <laughs> uh, educated man, am perfectly fine. The children, like a, yeah. the children on board all seem a little surprised, but also delighted. Your friend Luke sitting next to you is overjoyed at this. Of uh, course, everyone is. I would like to point this... your attention too to the family right behind you appears to have custom Mickey avatar shirts uh, on. Oh, that's say mom and dad. That's say mom yes. and dad. Yeah. Look like Navi, but also has some Mickey ears in there. Very yes. fun. And then like there's a kid in the front row, a little kid in the front row, and his mom is pointing out like, look at that. And he's like looking at it. He doesn't seem scared. She's just trying to be like, look at that. Isn't that cool? Meanwhile, there's only one asshole in the car who's looking away in terror. Yep. And if if any of them bought this photo, they've made fun of you ever since. This is if, okay, if they all have like photo pass and have the photo this is a photo they will make jokes about me for generations this will get passed down in the family and this will be like remember that wonderful trip we took to walt disney world and remember that adult man who couldn't handle a robot dinosaur that was 20 feet away like this is someday the little boy in the front will be telling his little boy I want you to be strong and brave and nothing like this pink hoodie guy from our 2018 trip to Disney World. <laughs> Look at him. He's in his mid 30s. We can tell how old he is just because he dresses like a child doesn't mean he's a child. He's an adult man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say I I r- rode this ride. I, w- I think I would have ridden it opening summer in 1998 back when it was called Countdown to Extinction. And. I liked it. I mean, we didn't have Indiana Jones on the East Coast, so this is my first experience with this type of ride vehicle. And I remember being delighted by this ride, especially because I think it's the most traditional kind of thrill ride attraction in the original Animal Kingdom, uh, opening day Animal Kingdom Park. I think I bought a little Time Rover. 
and had a nice time. But as the years have gone on, it's kind of sticking out that they need to do some work on these dinosaurs and that this ride is very dark inside. Yeah. 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 Visibility is kind of the issue more than anything. And yeah, I think they've let, you know, we're all, everybody's mad about the, uh, the Yeti and Expedition Everest, but I think there's a lot of smaller animatronics in this attraction that are not working on the regular. Yeah. I, it, look, I guess I, I'm not the one to tell you I saw this stuff firsthand because obviously who knows what my eyes were doing. But from the videos I was watching today, yes, I think there's a couple of them that could uh, be refurbished. Um, but the darkness does hide you know, some of the flaws on like that opening scene from the Jurassic Park ride where like, you know, you would see the dinosaur skin just hanging off of its neck. Yeah. And like the the sun damage was was too great to not notice. So they uh, might be real fucked up if you put a light on them. So maybe light isn't the answer. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what when did, did you have you been on this ride? Yeah, I did this. Oh, uh, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, I, th- I must have done it around uh, '99. It might have still been Countdown to Extinction. I don't. I don't recall. I think my reaction was I thought this was going to be the the major breathtaking, like that's that's the killer ride at Animal Kingdom, and that was kind of my reaction even then because I. I was lucky enough to have been on the Indiana Jones adventure by then. So I was like, I was so excited about realizing, Oh, it's kind of a similar thing. And yeah, I felt kind of let down just cause it is more, uh, it's what I said at the top. It's, it's just more unpleasant to me. It's uh, it's, it's a lot of loud noises. Is there not a, a score? They're not a music score running through it. I don't believe so. No, just that's kind of weird to me. Just dinosaurs and like the meteor crashing sounds. Which they and, they they did turn down. Like we're we're listening to the tame down version since two thousand. Yeah. Oh, here and you know, in terms of filling in info, that's probably the other thing to say. So this is, I mean, the the basis of the attraction is that you're being beamed back in time in kind of a an all terrain vehicle, uh, uh, and you were taken back to a little too close before the comets all started landing uh, that, that caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. Uh, that's why the ride was originally called Countdown to Extinction, but in a bizarre, not bizarre, just kind of a, a confusing cross-promotional move, um, this ride sort of was reflective of the upcoming film Dinosaur. It was released in 2000. And then they just went all the way full tilt with it and made it a, a complete tie-in to the movie Dinosaur. And it's been named Dinosaur ever since. I, for one, kind of prefer the title Countdown to Extinction. I, I, I find that a little cooler. It's definitely a better title. The development is so confusing because it seems like Michael Eisner said, all right, Imagineering and Animation work together to make these dinosaurs coherent with both your projects so there is an iguanodon and there is a carnotaurus which was recently discovered at the time they they worked that real life discovery in uh to the movie and the ride but they called it something different for two years and then when the movie actually came out yeah like you said they changed it to dinosaur so still trying to figure out the cross inner company Get synergy there kind of odd the synergy i think was getting a little out of hand because elsewhere in animal kingdom you had it's tough to be a bug which slightly predated a bug's life and in both cases 
they don't totally reflect the movie. Like there's so many bugs and it's tough to be a bug who are not in a bug's life. And this is really strange where it's a trip back into the world of the dinosaurs, which the movie dinosaur takes place entirely in the dinosaur world. And there certainly is no, a mischievous doctor trying to have you bring a dinosaur back for his personal gain. There's no time travel element in dinosaur. There's no humans in it. So, and, and not all of the dinosaurs, in fact, they aren't at all like the dinosaurs for the most part in dinosaur, because mainly the dinosaurs in dinosaur talks. And there, there's some real logic flaws once they switched it to dinosaur. So you're going back as a meteor shower is happening and you spoiler alert, you do happen to rescue the iguanodon in the ride. But does the, the logic then follows if this takes place after the movie dinosaur, everyone else in that movie has died in the meteor shower, except the protagonist who we all know is Aladar. Aladar. Of course it's Aladar. Of course it's Aladar. Or the other option is that in the movie Dinosaur, there is a brief meteor shower early in the movie. And that's when they have to flee the island that they first you first meet a lot of the characters on. Uh, so then if you're rec- rescuing Aladar at that point, then the events of the movie don't occur. <laughs> hmm. I didn't think uh- about that. Oh, weird. So that might. So either this is the extinction of the dinosaurs, and you have removed this character, saving him, which he would have died, but his entire family and everyone he knows and loves is dead in the process. Or uh, that this is the, the, what we're seeing is the uh, the the bombing of Lemur Island. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, okay, I think I'm caught up then. Bombing is not the right word, but I mean, sort of. Sort of. Uh, yeah. bombing. Bombs from the from nature. Nature bombs. Bomb- nature bombs. <laughs> bombs AKA from asteroid. heaven. That's what I call asteroids. Yes. Bombs from heaven. Jason is called. <laughs> <laughs> they were sent by God. Yes, the lemurs had sinned. <laughs> and only only god bombs could <laughs> make it right this seems like i was th- this sort of reminded me of the story about michael eisner wanting to uh have the daryl hannah splash have something to do movie splash have something to do with splash mountain like that was sort of he's always tried to do sort of like a synergistic thing with rides and here he kind of got his wish and he did not with splash and splash mountain because um, people like maybe in the eighties there were people there like Tony Baxter who were who predated him and they weren't scared of him and they would tell him an idea was stupid. Um, but by this point, maybe it's all people who've only lived in Eisner world, so they they feel like they can't uh, say no to him. Yeah, maybe he. Yes, he. Maybe it was like it was obviously. It felt like a different time from what we've heard from you know Imagineering interviews and stuff. People like the '80s felt like, and the early '90s felt like very collaborative, and there was a whole everyone. It was a team of rivals, but everybody was getting things done. And then by the end of Eisner's tenure, it just seemed like everyone had had the wind uh, knocked out of them. The bubble had been deflated, and maybe it was just like, all right, well, we'll figure out how to make this ride tie-in with Aladar, the dinosaur from the movie Dinosaurs. Or dinosaur, it's not a random Iguanodon anymore. It's Aladar. It's Aladar. It's, Aladar. it's very it's, clearly Aladar. 
Alad, I guess you have to rescue Aladar now. But like you're bringing he, him, you're bringing him into the future for like tests. It's not even like he's. I guess he's being rescued, but like at what cost? Why does he want to live here in this time? The mad scientist who is trying to get a hold of this iguanodon is putting countless people's lives at risk for scientific notoriety, for for the sake of getting a hold of Aladar. Yes. I wish he yeah, said why Al- is he I wish he oh, said Aladar. I, I wish he just too. said the name. Yeah, I, that would clear it up. But I think they they only filmed the actor before <laughs> the movie before they had made this decision. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a tie into a movie but no characters are named. Right. You right. see a little CGI clip of Aladar in the pre-show. But yeah, he doesn't see Dr. Seeker does not say Aladar. So it's very confusing. In in the pre-show, he uh uh so so the, this yeah, this doctor Dr. Seeker lets you know that uh you know, he wants you to go back in time and bring back this particular iguanodon. It's this one here, I'll show you. And he brings up like security cam footage. But the security cam footage is is clearly finished shots from the movie Dinosaur. So it's you you're thinking you're going to go get like a you know anatomically correct dinosaur but instead you're shown a dinosaur who's like doe-eyed yeah. who's like <laughs> conveying emotion which is yes. very jarring especially then when you go to the dinosaur world and it's just a lot of like it's just a lot of like roaring you know no brain celled dinosaurs who can't show you that they're like pensive right they can't like they can't win you over with their cuteness like Aladar can. A dinosaur who I, I would assume most younger people would know now from there is, I don't even, it's, it might be too old even for people to know it as a meme, but there's a screen, a grainy screen grab of Aladar looking like he's going, uh, that I see every now and then it's like a reaction photo. Oh, like a gym? Hmm. Uh, like a, yeah. Like a GIF hmm. or even just a JP. Let me see if I can find. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you guys. Saying uh, like like his mouth is just kind of open and he looks a little it's like a gape. Yeah, his his mouth is just kind of gaping. He just looks a little slack jawed. Hmm. I'm looking at a at a GIF here of a baby. I don't know if it's baby Aladar or just a different baby dinosaur sneezing. And uh, I don't know. I don't even want to send it to you guys because I think you're going to I think you'll love it in some perverse baby Grinch way. Oh, that's I how will... awful I find it that I feel like it's guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Give me that. I, I My mouth is watering for this. Well, just look for dinosaur Aladar GIF. Dinosaur Aladar GIF. Aladar GIF. Don't look at the one of Plyo. It's not Plyo. It's Aladar. It's, it's, I think it's baby Aladar. Oh, okay. He. Oh, I see this. Oh, yeah. Oh, he sneezed. Oh, yeah. I love this. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You're being contrarian. I'm not. No being one would like this. I often. Why would you like this? I don't know when this episode's coming out versus Patreons, but there's a couple characters I've said I hated recently, and I think that makes it clear that I am not biased. I like. Yeah, baby. but if I bring it up and say I don't like it, then you immediately say you like it. Well, next, okay. Look, the next time this type of thing happens, you have to go in neutral. 
to prove so I can prove that I'm being unbiased here that I do like baby Aladar sneezing. Um, let's the audience will also decide. Let's post this. The, the Grinch, baby Grinch, very decisive, uh, divisive. Baby Aladar, I think, going to be less dis- uh, divisive. I don't know why I can't talk right now. No, this isn't good. Mike, can you he might send be, me? He might sneezing? be worse. Can you send me Aladar sneezing? I will please? send you Avatar. Uh, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Avatar. You know, it's funny you say that because the, uh, obviously we all know the voice of Aladar is one of our favorite actors. Let's all say it together. D.B. Sweeney. Yes. And D.B. Sweeney is Aladar, and he's also Avatar Aang in The Legend of Korra, the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender, (laughs) which is not James Cameron's Avatar, which has Dr. Augustine, who is not Dr. Ogden. Right. Keep that straight, everyone. So, but D.B. Sweeney is Aladar and Avatar Aang. <laughs> DB Sweeney is Al. What is? <laughs> he, he's not Avatar Ang. He's, not Av- he's Al- Aladar and Avatar Ang. It's just Ang. Okay. It's just Ang. Avatar is the name of the show. No, no, no. I'm looking at it. Uh, I clicked on a Wikipedia where he's still. I think it's acceptable to call him Avatar Ang. Wow. I think. Okay. I mean, you. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we're both right. I've watched. I, I've watched some of the first. I haven't watched any of the sequel of where that the Legend of Korra where they're older, but uh, yeah, I remember a little of the show. Jason well, on the Wikipedia, yeah. he's refer. He's, he goes back and forth. Yeah, sometimes Jason. he is Avatar Aang's hmm. or Avatar Aang, and sometimes he's just Aang. I've sent you the GIF, Jason. I love it. You should. Be- I love it. Yes, of course. No, he's you adorable. don't. Why? This is not cute. He's no, cute. it's not. He is cute. Why? He's I think a this little is cutie. So, he's a little cutie. Jason's right. This is this is horrifying late nineties CGI. <laughs> no one would if you saw this on your own, you would think this was bad. I don't but everyone's taking a stance. Uh, You're all against me. That's what's happening. That has nothing to do with it. it. Has nothing to do with it. I think the, the audience next... is gonna overwhelmingly like baby Aladar. Jesus. Ugh. I bet over 75% will vote yes on Baby Aladar. I can't say that I don't like anything because everyone will get in lockstep. I didn't like Fuzz Bucket. Oh, well, all right. That's true. But I think if I said I did, if I came out first and said I didn't like Fuzz Bucket, I where would agree. we be then? I think I would have completely agreed. Fuzz Bucket is so unpleasant. He's such a little turd. I do not like him. Go to our Patreon if you want to listen to us talk about the, uh, I guess, was it Disney Channel movie? Fuzz no. Bucket? Or was it ABC? I think it was on ABC, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's about an unpleasant little character who uh, kind of griffs a little boy. That's the best way yeah, I can describe it. Yeah, and I it. don't remember the lines anymore because I've tried to force them out of my brain, but it's like, you know, he says things like, uh, hey, fun boy. <laughs> Kissy, he, he kissed, a, right? Doesn't he demand kisses at one point? Give me, give me kissy ride, fun me, boy. Kiss, what, what's, he says something like, what's going on, party boy? <laughs> oh, it's even worse. Uh, and then he's like, and then the little boy's like, because Fuzz Bucket like is just using the little boy. And he's like, don't you like me? And he's like, oh, y- y- yeah, I do. I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure I do. Sure. That's right. 
And he's so like, he goes, oh, he's not cute. He's unpleasant. Is all of his friends. Doesn't he have a friend named Stinky or something? Yeah, he sure does. Jason, I think Jason is the one on record that said he liked, Jason likes Stinky. I like Stinky. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't even like Stinky. I won't go on record as saying I enjoy Stinky from Fuzz Bucket. I think I'm looking at a different uh, a different GIF now that is baby Aladar either peeing or pooping. Oh, my God. Send oh, that over here. Yeah. Send that our way. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna send this of him sneezing just to make sure because I are you we talking about the same GIF? Of no, baby no, no, no. This one is no. This one is him giggling or something. Uh, I'm sending it over right now to you, and I'm going to see if we're we're talking about the same thing. Because again, Jason and I are looking at this, and we we say this is cute. And I am going to send it to you with the email subject line "piss." Okay, I will (laughs) be very honest. If I like Baby Aladar going to the bathroom, I'll be very honest. There's there's a lot of uh, fun dinosaur content. Oh yeah, this came up even bigger this time, Mike. I can see the it. Oh, this is a sneeze. This is different. I'm sending you what I okay. think is pooping or peeing. All right. This is and exciting. I don't. Oh, okay. I'm opening I don't it like up. him. <laughs> well, while you guys this, are. Okay. Hold on. While you're sorting I, this out. Let's see. <laughs> I think Scott is right. This this baby Aladar is pissing or shitting right now. I'm looking at him. Uh-oh. I think this is. I think this is cute. Honestly, this I think is this also makes me laugh. cute. This might be cuter. <laughs> why <laughs> is it? Tell me why. It is not. Because it's making a funny little face. It's a little baby he's dinosaur. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. He's a little guy who's way too shiny and doesn't match his own background. And a dinosaur would not be this expressive. And yet he's also a dead-eyed Zemeckis-type creature. <laughs> Nothing about this is good. This looks better I- than adult Aladar in the movie. I, I might agree with that. Yes. <laughs> should we? Should I like text Lindsay? She's downstairs. Should I text her and say, "Do you think this is cute?" Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Okay. Send her both. Because I really send her both. I'm. I. I don't think I'm trolling here. I really mm-hmm. don't. I think right. I think this is cute. This might just convey different taste or something. Um, maybe I'll do the same to Aaron. Um, okay. Sorry, listeners, that this has just become us sending <laughs> files around. No, no, I think they're I think they're gripped by this drama of who likes the baby uh, Aladar shitting or sneezing. Uh, I have some. I wanted to get your guys's feedback. So, did you guys come across? You know, we talked about the McDonald's sponsorship. Did you come across the posters of hand drawn dinosaurs that say like food, fangs, and fun? And did someone say Styracosaurus? And uh, I, have you had a crocodilian today? And it's one dinosaur eating another dinosaur? No, I I've seen none of this. I saw, yes, I have that right here. And that is really terrifying. It is a pretty detailed drawing of a dinosaur uh, eating a crocodile head first. Yeah. Here, I'll send this to Scott. I have this. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I am very shocked that this would even be in... A Disney park. I mean, it feels like something that would be like left over from like the 60s or something where you're like, well, it's been grandfathered in because of how terrifying it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's the it's, it's a cool drawing, by the way. Food, fangs that. and fun. 
the the dinosaur McDonald's tie together in general is very bizarre. I don't know why these properties are are matched. They are not. Is the answer that just McDonald's was looking to give them money and they gave them dinosaur? Yeah, I think they had to fit it in where they could, um, because like it was you could get like McDonald's food at the restaurant Asaurus. Yeah. Which is still there. It just does not serve um, McDonald's food. Um, I when we when Lindsay and I were there a couple of years ago, there was a a very nice quirky older fellow who had a dinosaur puppet who wouldn't leave people alone with it. Who worked there? <laughs> who did yeah. work there? You're sure he worked there? Uh, he at least had an outfit that resembled a Disney employee's outfit. Uh, I assume. I think he took a tray or two too. Although none of that really confirms that he worked there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Guys, the weird speckles on these posters make it seem like the dinosaurs are surrounded by locusts. Hmm. Or germs, honestly. I mean, that's what's in my head at this point, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that should have been the warning that God was going to unleash upon them his his un, unmighty, his almighty wrath. Mm. You know, they were warned. Yeah, I do know. I think we might all be screwed in this current scenario unless some other a doctor and some other species right before our extinction wants one of us in particular. Like if some other species doctor seeker in a thousand years wants Jason and then some truck shows up and grabs him <laughs> before the virus gets us all. Mm hmm. Uh, That's the only hope any of us have. Will, I have a question. Will future Dr. Seeker be uh, explaining his plan in a glorious four by three aspect ratio? Because <laughs> hope for... this is no, this ride pre-show is notable for still having uh, uh, standard def <laughs> footage. <laughs> never a film cut of this never no. a film cut uh, well, so it's time travel in that regard You're you, yep. first you time travel to 1998 then you travel to the Cretaceous mm -hmm. hey everybody Tim Heidecker here with huge news Office Hours Live recorded another episode live it was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. By the way, to follow up on the on earlier and and Mike keep me updated, but I texted Aaron. She walked in the room and said a very definitive no. All right. So you, we might just be getting different. This is the different tastes of the the unified Gardeners. Aaron, who had no idea what we were talking about, um, and I guess everyone else. I guess it's us against the world. <laughs> hey. Uh, I'm waiting for Lindsay to respond. She is downstairs playing Animal Crossing, which has become her addiction in quarantine times. Yeah, you tweeted about this. Oh, no. It is... Uh, uh, the hours are staggering, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like my parents from like when I was like, you really have to... You're going to keep playing, huh? Okay. Huh. Uh, it's but, made uh, it, Twitter extremely confounding to me not playing Animal Crossing. I don't know what 85% of it is anymore. All right. Okay. Lindsay has weighed in. Mm -hmm. 
she i said i sent the two gifs i said do you think baby aladar is cute and she wrote yes exclamation point boy wow yep. <laughs> well we hey we find who we're meant to be with i, I guess. guess yeah guys i'm gonna break the tie i texted them to my girlfriend and she also says very cute so very, very cute, cute. Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay added a very cute to the text right wow. before Jason said that, and she came. What are you Jason. talking about? Wow. Yes, <laughs> very cute. Yes, I think we're get. I think over seventy five percent of the listeners will agree. I don't understand why is that very cute. He has that the mouth. It's a horrifying mouth. Mm. It is like weird CGI rubber. This is not good. I don't know. Again, I don't think we're trolling here. I don't think there's any like, well, cl- I mean, yes, this this test, the wife and girlfriend test is a uh, is a good litmus, but I don't understand. I don't understand where anyone's coming from. Lindsay has also now texted who the F is Aladar. <laughs> <laughs> a very good follow up question. Hey, maybe we should explain a little bit and we should talk about the 2000 film. Uh, don't you say Aladar, <laughs> the, the, two, the 2000 film Dinosaur. Um, this is a movie that everyone can revisit now if they have Disney Plus, and I'm sure that very few people have. Um, I've never been able to stand this entire film. Uh, and uh, it is a movie that perhaps notably combined real backgrounds, real nature backgrounds with... CGI dinosaur characters, which I'm sure made it the dullest film ever to shoot in history. That sounds so boring. They just had to go film plates for a long time. Um, And it's all very disappointing because the weird history of this movie where this was in its original development was supposed to be a vehicle for Paul Verhoeven. With that, which is so great. I, I lost my mind when I saw that fact. I could <laughs> just imagine Paul Ver 90s Paul Verhoeven making a CGI brutalist dinosaur film. That would have been awesome. Yes. This is what he has explained in every interview that it was going to be just really gory and fucked up and just about like the 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 pointlessness of uh of life i get not the pointlessness of but like uh you know the why flail against a death that is coming no matter what it's it's gonna be really severe and um it just like end with extinction and that's that's it that's the end of them which is kind of the end of the ride i guess that's that stayed unified mm-hmm. yeah i you know, this ride kind of like is a is an interesting little special feature for the movie Dinosaur because it regardless of the events of the movie, it reminds you, yes, that death death comes for all of us. I guess that's kind of a little special feature on all Disney movies. Eventually, these characters will die. Uh, yeah, sure. That's <laughs> a great thing it. to keep in mind. Yeah, but only dinosaur had the guts to say it. Only the dinosaur um, had the guts to say it. By the way, guys, I pulled it up on Disney Plus on the app, and under extras, look what I just sent you. Look, look what the only extra is. There's a little clip. There's a little clip. Oh, it's, uh, it's baby no. Aladar. It's baby Aladar. No, no, no. It's our friend. Uh. What's that? Tired, tired, baby Grinch, wired, baby Aladar. What's that? What's that? I smell wafting through the air. Why? I think I smell a little content coming our way. Uh, no, please wow. no. This everyone's, <laughs> everyone spend this time connecting with your family. Zoom with your family and don't send us shit. 
Just, <laughs> just when you think there's there's enough stuff in the like lore of podcast the ride to annoy Scott with, we we stumble upon Baby Aladar. How have I amassed a fan base that loves? only things that i find extremely <laughs> abhorrent and unpleasant i mean do i want uh, like should there be a photoshop of randy gerber holding baby aladar <laughs> you know the of answer <laughs> yes wow now i That's can so uh, fascinating. now i hear a rumbling in the distance a a, a voice a, a cacophony of voices all at once yelling mm. plus us up Plus us up. No, 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 yes. no. I'm not watching. Hell no. <laughs> of course. No dinosaur. <laughs> this is bad enough as it is. Didn't we learn anything from our last plus us up? Mm, Patreon exclusive <laughs> dinosaur watch along. Uh, please, no. Aladar. I have hated the idea of this film. I can't even stand watching short clips. This is such an unpleasant oh. movie. Let me look up Dear Aladar. Pl- I'm going to look up Aladar plush. When I was 15, I'd see trailers for this on TV with him saying, stand together. I'm like, <laughs> what is this movie? I don't ever want to see what this is. Why would anyone like that? This ugly gray dinosaur yelling stand together. Could uh, see uh, any other movie. I'll uh, go see what's that bad like uh, the you know Jack Black Steve Zahn movie from around that time. Much rather see that. That narrows it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that um man, early Animal Kingdom had tie-ins for Bugs Life, Tarzan, and <laughs> Dinosaur. What a time! Jesus. Ugh. A terrible time. Huh. Uh, I'm looking. I, I cannot find any baby Aladar merch. I think it's all regular Aladar, adult Aladar, who I don't find near. I, I, I'm not as attached to him now like I am to his baby self. I see. Only baby. Well, yeah, it was all downhill from then, I guess. <laughs> Yick. Um, I uh, s- some other things about the uh, the movie Dinosaur. Uh, not the not the boring movie that I, I assume that it, it, they like at every turn they denied things that could have made it cooler. I should say specifically that not only was it going to be Verhoeven, it was going to be a collaboration between Paul Verhoeven and Phil Tippett, who did the Ed 209 sequence in RoboCop. So like that wow. crazy gory sequence as an entire dinosaur film. So cool. And it uh, didn't happen. Disney didn't like any of that. And then it sat on a shelf for a long time. The only thing that stayed consistent is that there's a character named Suri. Like in the, in the Verhoeven version, there was going to be a Suri that was ultimately played by Hayden Panettiere. Um, so there is, oh, that's, oh, and that's a lemur, but also there were going to be real lemurs in the movie because there were lemurs in the time of dinosaurs and there's lemurs now. So they were going to round up real lemurs to interact with puppets. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. That sounds really cool. And then, but obviously none of that happened. And instead they made this boring thing with this not good baby. And not only that, they (laughs) said there was a, 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 full song written and performed by Kate Bush called out of the storm. Wow. And preview audiences didn't like it. And the producers asked Bush to do rewrites and she refused. So there was, they, they also denied Kate Bush. Although I will say that then she reworked the song and it is a song called Lyra in the movie, the golden compass. 
and I checked it out and I'm not so much a fan of the song Lyra from the Golden Compass, but uh, nonetheless, um, it, it feels like a Kate Bush contribution would have made this movie a little more interesting. Uh, I agree with that. I just started listening to some of the classic Kate Bush albums. I was I never really got I just it never came across my desk, but I have been listening to Hounds of Love and it is good. So yeah, I'm sort of a, I'm kind of a latecomer with her a little bit. Yeah, the little bit I know. Uh, it's almost um, too heavy to listen to. <laughs> like it's oh, all like yeah. delve in a little, and then I'm like, I can't can't handle this more. There's uh, way too, too many feelings. Yeah, she's good. You know, much like staring at a photo of Baby Aladar, <laughs> but I have I had to have a limit. Now hold on, what if I were to tell you that the Iguanodon, uh, the one we are to assume is Aladar in the ride, the main time you see him in the ride, he is holding up a tree to help you escape, and he's also screaming. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. And it is, in, but in D.B. Sweeney's voice or just like a roar? Just a just a, a painful uh, scream, like a high-pitched... <laughs> As if he's watching God. everything he knows uh, burn up <laughs> from God bombs. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange ride. Watch characters suffer. Yeah. Wallace Langham has a ticket for you to see your friends go through hell. It's like if Midway Mania ended with the uh, scene from Toy Story 3 where they're all in the incinerator. <laughs> like... <laughs> And then, and then only one of the toys made it out. Only Ham makes it out. Yeah. Only Ham survives the incinerator at the end of Midway Mania. <laughs> Bad news, troops! Your poor slingshotting has doomed all the characters to die. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, this is the most bizarre, perver- honestly perverse, perverse the- ride. You know, we we talked about um, when the ride, the first two years of the ride, when it was Countdown to Extinction, um, uh, were a little different. When they switched it over to Dinosaur in two thousand, they did make some changes. Uh, one, they dropped the height. The height requirement got a little shorter. The uh, vehicles got a little less jerky, and the sounds a little less sinister. Uh, the- it was more so. Yeah. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. It was jerkier and louder, and you. It, I guess they were playing the sound of like stomping, as if like the dinosaur was right behind you. Um, and the ending was a big change. Like the ending, it looked like you were about to be hit by an asteroid, and then you threw a quote laser net over uh, the iguanodon, and that's how he gets back. Now, what are you talking about a laser, a laser net. net, specifically a laser, a laser net. net. It was a laser net, and now uh, there's a big, big uh, Karna. Car- I'm, I can't remember how to say this. Uh, Carnotaurus, um, a big Carnotaurus pops out at the end, and you just kind of like happen to get the iguanodon in your field. They just tell. Yeah. They tell you you got it. You got it. And of course, unlike Indiana Jones, where you actually see an Indiana Jones animatronic at the end, you do not see one last Iguanodon animatronic. You see video footage of a CGI Iguanodon wandering around like facility hallways, <laughs> empty hallways <laughs> on, yeah. on standard FTVs. <laughs> He's stuck in a laboratory. Yeah. For once, yeah. he was screaming because his friends are dying, and now he's stuck 
Now he's in a time that he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what a wall is, much less a computer. <laughs> it's similar to like Biff running around the Institute of Future Technology on the Back to the Future ride. Except it's yeah, a dinosaur. It's much scarier for him. He's he's like young. He's like what? He's like 17 tops, right? He's still pretty young. Yes. Yeah. He, yes, very young. Uh, the theme park history video said that there was going to be maybe a Pepper's ghost effect to actually make it look like the dinosaur was like with you or coming back through time, which would have given a little bit more of a suggestion of what happened as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, and we uh, got the dinosaur. It worked. Now he gets to live in a laboratory. Yeah. Yes. Or he escaped and like it was a lost world scenario where he like ravages a town. That's probably what's coming. Yeah. He's going to like, he's going to run through everything in Dinoland USA. I would love Dr. Marsh and Dr. Seeker to chase the Iguanodon in a Cadillac. (laughs) In a top down Cadillac. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, yes. They also swapped out uh, the the statue in the fountain out front. It used to be a Styracosaurus, and then when they switched it to dinosaur, they put a, an iguanodon that, in theory, is Aladar in the fountain, and they put a bunch of landscaping around it because some blogs, I, some blogs were saying that the original fountain with no barriers, people would just climb into the fountain to stand next to the dinosaur or like splash around. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes I said I saw that Animal Kingdom famously a very hot park uh, very w- extra warm uh, the day we were there was the hottest day we were we were there uh, used to be a lot less inside attractions there but even still with with the foliage uh, grown in after 20 plus years still a very warm park yes oh, yeah. it's just a it's a giant sauna it's the world's biggest sauna yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I napped instead of going to see Aladar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it is a cool. This is one of the places you know you can get out of the sun because yeah. it's all indoors. So that's a good thing about it. Ride a more traditional uh, thrill ride. Did you guys? Uh, you can get some AC and why and hear characters scream, b- b- bombs dropping, uh, lightning strikes. And uh, a very screechy radio with the voice of Wallace Langham. Yeah. <laughs> what could you not love about that? And and the robot voice identifying dinosaurs. I, I think if I was a dinosaur, a big dinosaur kid, and hearing all the voice, I, I think I would be very excited. Even though dinosaur, what we know about dinosaurs seems to change every year, and this ride has probably already uh, been, you know, retroactively incorrect in many ways. Yeah, like certain dinosaurs, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know that dinosaur you've known about since you were a kid? That dinosaur never existed. That was that was fake. Somebody thought that's what one was, but it didn't exist. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Jur- Jurassic Park did the whole, like, they're birds. And then, like, some people are like, they're not really birds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, hopefully, hopefully in a few centuries we'll figure out what dinosaurs were. I mean, we know for a fact it's the past, it's a blast, or it's fast, it's a blast, and it's in the past. Mm -hmm. That's the motto of this ride. Of course. It's cool and good, and we all know it. (laughs) 
um, we should we talk about the about the video before we talked about the four by three nature. But yeah, yeah, you meet you have both um, initially Felicia Rashad, who's the director of the Dino Institute, which is a real (laughs) highfalutin name, Mm -hmm. the Dino Institute, Dr. Marsh. Um, we just did a, a, a fake doctor final four on Twitch and, um, I didn't want to have oh, too much dinosaur in it. So Dr. Seeker was in, but Dr. Marsh was not in. I feel like we don't know as much about her. Um, but she is, you know, more, um, professional and just giving you kind of the museum tour you think you're going to get. And then Dr. Seeker announces that he is not your daddy's doctor uh, cause he comes on screen with a puppet and makes a weird voice. And so you, you immediately are shown that he is a little more oddball and casual. Dr. Marsh kind of dismissive of the old museum, kind of like, this looks like shit now that we got the timer over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, then, so you got Dr. Seeker who's, I, you know, I, I did, a, I always liked this video. I, th- this, this video is a successful component to me. Um, and the, I like Wallace Langham. Uh, he's good. He's good in Larry Sanders. Yeah. Uh, very, very good part of that show. Veronica's closet. Um, I don't know how he is on that. I've never seen Veronica's closet. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it either. No, let's keep it that way. Let's not start thinking that's a second gate. <laughs> Depends how <laughs> long it, this if, whole thing quarantine lasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, speed it up, speed it up. Um, but yeah, it's all very, there's a very Back to the Future ride vibe here. Maybe too much so. Maybe it kind of paved the way too much. Yes, uh, that might be uh, when I'm analyzing about it, like or like why maybe it doesn't stick out to me as one of my favorites. I feel like it does kind of feel like not as good as the Back to the Future. It's like very similar setup. It's a time. It's an institute. Uh, this obviously is a dinosaur specific time traveling institute, but it all feels less fun. Oh, to me. let's not forget the first pre-show in the queue where the exhibits kind of get highlighted. Um, Bill Nye is the narrator in that section. Very 90s yes. choice. Bill Nye from Universe of Energy. There's so much Bill Nye. He was in other stuff and in Interventions. There was a, so much. Disney just owned Bill Nye. They shoved them everywhere. I believe they touch, uh, the television division partially funded bill nye the science guy and i think he's still caught up in legal like trying to untangle the legal uh of that to then put those because those are on amazon or uh netflix the bill nye the science guy show where they know there's a new show oh, that new show I'm not sure a rough um yeah i haven't seen it uh, I mainly know him from like, you know, once every couple of months, there's a new like viral thing where he says like, and I should know I'm Bill fucking Nye, bitch, or something like that. Yeah, that's he'll do a video where he swears. Mm-hmm. It's got a, all the novelty of like Bob Saget swearing. Uh, it's, <laughs> or, His stand up's oh, really dirty. I don't know if you know that. I, look, you know what? I just recently did that come across my desk that Bob Saget says words that I wouldn't expect him to. Yes, and I it's, was... Yeah, it's crazy, man. He's all about farts and stuff. I haven't gotten over it. I feel There's like no way. Bill Nye shows up every now and then, too, if like some Republican senator named like 
turd trudgely says like if the earth's getting hotter god wants that way and bill nye shows up to tut tut them yes i i think i said this on the universe of energy episode a few years ago where it's like bill nye smacks down tucker carlson on (laughs) fox news and then you watch it and he's like no the earth is getting hotter and then it's like that was the clip oh snap and then you're like well did he really smack him down i don't even he wasn't even didn't even give any good evidence it's according to the internet there's no interaction on tv that isn't a smackdown or an evisceration yeah no this bill nye is smacking down left and right according to the internet um i don't know what he i don't know what he said about the virus pre it coming out so i can't uh, well, I don't know. I'll look into that. Well, he is anti-vaccine. That's the one weird thing. Is that? <laughs> that's no, it's just right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be so funny if Bill Nye swears by all science, but he's like, I don't know about these vaccines, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah, he's a big flat earther. But besides that. <laughs> Uh, everybody just got that one wrong what can i say i'm bill nye bitch (laughs) i came across uh i was wondering did you guys come across the article uh do you remember disney magazine disney's official magazine that covered disney of course so you know it um did you guys come across the scans of the article where an editor from that was like a cast member at dinosaur for the day on the no. attraction, like worked all the different no. roles on it. Um, oh. She got a tour before the park opened uh, and says, uh, this guy, Chuck, Chuck is the, the cast member showing her, like shadowing her. Uh, she's shadowing and he's showing her around. Uh, the writer of this article says, the dinosaurs are especially eerie. Quote, they run all night. It's easier on them due to the hydraulic system, explains Chuck. They're set on night mode and don't go through the full range of motion. So they nod and sway gently back and forth. Their whirring mechanisms audible in the pre-opening silence. <laughs> yeah. So oh, creepy. They, they never, never stop? I Per this like, like 20 plus year old article, the dinosaurs just keep moving all night. Whoa. Is that, could that be common with animatronics? Uh, at least this generation, I don't know if modern animatronics where the, the hydraulics are, are a little different or it's right. electric motors instead of hydraulics, but just imagining all these weird little dinosaurs just kind of swaying all night long is is a horrifying mm. image. Well, obviously, I don't like the sound of that. That scares me. <laughs> yeah. Makes me, makes me turn away and wince. I'm going to have a nightmare where I wake up locked in the d- never ending perennially moving over dinosaur ride overnight. And I'm, I'm horrified by that. And then I look down and there's baby avatar or baby Aladar. <laughs> and, baby avatar. and I, I don't like baby avatars either. <laughs> um, uh, and I, uh, and, and, and I have to raise him. He's my responsibility now. Well, oh, oh, that's, Oh. Yes, that would. I, I think you would like that. I think that. I would think be you. Good, yeah, actually. I think you would. Um, are you guys at all comforted by the this attraction being in the brotherhood of the dirty yellow strap? <laughs> well, how, how most <laughs> oh. attractions are. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it's either lap bars or the dirty yellow strap. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of dirty yellow straps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I think I hearing that with the the robots, what is like this what would be the scariest Disney ride to have to spend the night in? Like would it be this one? It might be this one. Maybe. Cuz it's loud and unpleasant and like Indiana Jones, I guess there's a lot of stuff going on too and that would be scary. But like, well, um, I, I would maybe sleep in the room of skulls on Indiana Jones, and I feel like that would be okay. If you had to stay in the, are you proposing that we have we can go anywhere in the rides? You just have to stay somewhere in the ride. I think so. Yeah. Well, but what would be what would be the scariest? Yeah, like there would be almost like no good spots, and like maybe don't count pre shows because there's not a lot of chaos in the pre show. But like on the actual ride itself, from the ride vehicle on. I was going to say, if you had to stay in uh, the, the Pleasure Island area in Pinocchio's Daring Journey and the the like um, the, the, the carnival games were going, the like Ding the Bell game was going all night, that'd be pretty horrible. Oh, but yeah. I could just keep moving into Geppetto's room, which has no robots and just a bunch of clocks. Mm-hmm. So that you'd be fine over there. But then you have to hear like an old man sobbing all night as he sleeps. Yeah, are you are you suggesting set lighting or work lighting? Like work fluorescence or like colored story lighting? What do you like mean? Like how much of the ride is running? Oh, um I would say like with with the information about dinosaur, let's say they're all like that. It's like they're in B mode. All the animatronics are kind of moving. It's dark in there because they don't. The lights aren't on unless they're like fixing something. So it's mostly show lighting. The animatronics maybe not moving as crazy as they usually do, but they're moving a little bit, and the sounds are all still running. Okay. Yeah, I mean the sounds are really unnerving. There's so much darkness in this ride. Although that Disney Magazine article, the editor said that like even the dark sections are set dressed, like have plants in them, which then begs the question: Why isn't there a little more lighting, even just on some plants, like? <laughs> if they're set dressed, why aren't they lit? Yeah, I, I assume it's because they don't want to like show. I mean, it's such a big building, yeah. but it's like it's kept dark, so it kind of makes you feel like maybe there's more out there. But it does just kind of feel like you're in a tiny space. Honestly, it doesn't. I'm, I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. If you'll forgive me, I'm kind of stuck on the previous on Mike's on your scenario. Yeah, go um, ahead. And I, it's. You know, they don't, it's not there anymore, but I think I thought of a bad one, which is uh, if, if you had to be in the um, the Wizard of Oz in the great movie ride all oh, night. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like in the, in the, like the, where the munchkins are all? Yeah. If it were, if it were that bright and you couldn't leave for like oh, that's eight good, hours. Yeah. That's, yeah. And then like the munchkins kept popping up in the manholes and stuff and follow yeah. the yellow brick road was playing over and over again. That witch over a pretty pretty realistic animatronic, yeah. That uh, yeah, anywhere in great movie ride might be might be a little rough. Obviously, the right under the the xenomorph on Alien. Oh Jesus! (laughs) Like a bed (laughs) underneath the xenomorph, you'd have to sleep like a cot. Dear Lord, Hmm. yeah. I don't think I don't know that there's a good spot in uh, in great movie ride. Is there any beds in that movie ride? Hmm. Jason. Um, well, in the gangster scene, there's clearly like some flop house facades. Yeah, but those are facades. Yeah. Not even a full flop house. I bet, I bet Bugsy would Bugsy would tell you he he could make you sleep with the fishes. Yeah. 
And that's you don't want to do that. I. Uh, what about uh, what about like? Could you think you could like sleep on the plane in the Casablanca scene? Is there a it's plane? Kind of loud though. If, yeah. if the motors are going on, that's you know, true. Maybe not scary. Maybe that one would just be unpleasant. Too melancholy for me. Yeah. Huh. Footlight parade, Jason? Would you sleep in? Probably footlight parade? parade is the most. You know, that's probably the chillest. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think. Maybe you could go in like a saloon part of the old west where the chaos isn't happening yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe the exit, the little exit area of the Tower of Terror in Florida with like the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, because that's that's kind of a cozy spot. I bet you could like find a spot in there. Tower of Terror lobby, okay. the Hollywood Tower Hotel lobby. That's that's nice. Yeah, but no lobbies. I said no pre-shows. I but e, that's a literal lobby. That's a literal hotel lobby. Oh, you so you yeah okay. Hmm. Maybe the hallway, the hallway of Tower of Terror before it becomes a star field. I guess then ghosts are just constantly the, appearing. The fourth dimension room, you mean? Yeah. Oh, you mean like one of the when it opens the door and you see the family down yeah. the hall? Yeah, but there's ghost. That's a ghost. There's a bunch, a bunch of ghosts. ghosts. There's a big eye in the fourth that's, dimension. Yeah. I mean that might that's scary. So that's I guess I I forget what we're actually trying to solve here. It's the scariest one. So I guess that is a contender. <laughs> but if we're trying to pick a nice one too, I don't know. None of them are ideal. Nothing is ideal. I'm trying. Yeah. So what is the what would be the ideal ride to spend the night in? What would be the most pleasant? Is it maybe you know what? It's probably sleeping under the stars in Radiator Springs Racer, the inside area. Like by the gas station, just sort of sleep it on the ground there. Oh, that's maybe. nice. It sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Um, you know, vibe wise, maybe Peter Pan's flight wouldn't be too bad, but I don't know. I don't want to be on record saying that I would like to spend the night in Peter Pan's flight. Mm-hmm. I think that's an arrestable offense. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, yeah, because you'd be in Wendy's room. Yeah. You'd be Ugh. in the Dowling <laughs> yeah, so Children's we, not... Nursery. I mean, oh God! <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Robert Downey Jr. in '96. Um, <laughs> some guy here. <laughs> the guy just fell asleep in this kid's bedroom. I guess you could you could you know spend it on the ship on Captain Hook's ship. Yeah, they're just on the ground in Alice somewhere. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's not bad. The un- yeah, like- un- birthday scene would be unpleasant because there's such a, such a loud party. Keep it down. Yeah, that's um, like, I guess the most pleasant. Yo, you know what? You know what the answer is? It's the Navi River journey. Yeah. No. What? Yes. No. Well, not in the not not in the room with the I don't like this as much as you guys. The, <laughs> I hate not not in the room with the shaman. Hell no. I'm not spending the night with the shaman. <sighs> I don't know. That's kind of a soothing song. I think, I think within earshot would be nice. Not right. Not like sleeping at the shaman's feet or anything. Not her feet. Um, I think I'd be a little scared of all these like sparkly snakes slithering around or whatever the hell is happening in there. Yeah, it would have to be in the right spot because obviously there's different beasts um, flying around and running around. But like by the by the big uh, the frogs when the frogs are jumping on the leaves right there, I feel like you know you look up and you just you enjoy the 
uh, Pandoran frogs hopping from leaf to leaf, and you have a nice night's sleep, and you can hear in the distance that beautiful song sung by one of our favorite characters in fiction. Oh, what about in um, E.T., The Green Planet, when they're having a little party, and they're sliding up and down, and there's a little water? Look, I love... I love that, but that's going to be how you're going to sleep. Yeah, I'll just be up all night. Yeah, be full of piss and vinegar. Well, you know what? If I want to just get a good doze in, I should just go to living with the land, right? Mm. (laughs) That's what I do anyway. (laughs) Which part of living with the land would you sleep uh, in? Would it be in the the lab, the the science lab? I just feel the tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's really the... anywhere? Any part is completely suitable to sleep. <laughs> What's the softest fruit you could make a bed out of, <laughs> Jason? Um, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, yeah, some of those tomatoes. Bananas? Yeah, bananas. Depends, I guess, how much they've aged. Tomato yeah. would might burst might part burst. way through. That'd be like sleeping on a like a partially inflated uh, air mattress. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's all going by the end, and then you know that ends with a big splatter. Big squash, right? Maybe a big squash. Sleep too hard, I on think. A big squash? Maybe. I mean, that sounds I would like to see you sleeping on a big squash, but I don't I don't think that's going to be comfortable for you. Yeah, that's going to be a great photo op, but I don't know that that's going to give you 8 hours. Oh, can I sleep on a raft in the in the fish, the fish farms? <laughs> Just float <laughs> on my back with that's the gators? Not, it's not going to smell good in there. <laughs> Here's a good one. On the porch, right before you go down the um, waterfall on Pirates in Disneyland, on that porch in the swamp. That's good. Any porches or the porch in Living with the Land right before the thunderstorm, you get a little white noise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice because there's no like animatronics bothering you or anything happening that might distract you from getting a good night's sleep. Well, you're actually wrong. Mm -hmm. There's an animatronic dog right there, but... uh. Oh, but he's not doing jack well, shit, buff- so that's fine. I'll, around I'll the sleep way. soundly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so look, I mean, like another, we'll throw again, throw this out to the listener. What ride would you not want to sleep on, and what ride would you want to sleep on? Sleep in, I should say. Yeah, let us know, and then we'll kill a whole episode reading each and every response. Yeah. we t- time Slot filled. Time wasting. <laughs> Um, I liked that we uh, got to have a lot of time not talking about dinosaur. That was nice, but um, maybe we should get back to it so that yeah. we can stop one day. Right. Um, any other any other thoughts about dinosaur? Well, I was trying to figure out. Like, I we were talking about. We've talked about this before. We're living with the land. We, I've talked about how I think Soren is better in California because of the facade and because of outside. And I find, like, I, I think we even underestimate sometimes how much all of the stuff around a ride makes us want to go on it. It's like Tower of Terror even in California, which I know it's missing the the room in Florida, but, like, we didn't go on it that much. Even though it's a great ride and it's a fun ride system, and they change it into Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's, like, my favorite ride in Disneyland now. But I'm trying to figure out, like, I, I, I find so much of the queue on this ride, like... Not that fun. I don't like the building. I don't like it. it, Nothing draws me to it. It's out of the way. You don't like mustard pipes? I love mustard pipes, but I'll be (laughs) honest. I didn't know about them until, you know, five hours ago. It's mustard pipes, the voice of Bill Nye, Aladar splashing in a fountain. 
But I don't think I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is I think the ride is actually better than I give it credit for. Yeah. I think the ride is better than than my memory of it is and even though I'm apparently still terrified of it, I think with like a different framing device or a different show building, I think I make a, you know, point to go to it every time. Well, let me ask cuz uh, this hasn't really come up. Were you guys dinosaur kids? Were you ever did you ever have a dinosaur phase? A little yeah. bit, but nothing major. Not 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 big time, but yeah, I I dug them and uh I yeah, I I'd, I'd certainly look forward to like uh, you know, any museum trip that involves seeing bones or whatever. Yeah. I I I remember I had like little models of them. I you know, I feel like it lasted for like three months and then I was back to Ninja Turtles probably. Yeah, I feel like I had a little fit. I probably, the way you guys are talking, I probably had the biggest dinosaur phase. I'm going to go ahead and say there is a chunk of our listeners who had a dinosaur phase. And I'm very curious if people who were big dinosaur kids like this ride more, you know? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But also, like, you know, Jurassic, the original Jurassic Park ride is fantastic. Yeah. And I, you know, like it a lot more. And I don't think it's just because it's tied to the movie. Because it's like you don't see any, like, of the human actors. There's no robot really on that ride. So I think it's just a better ride in general. I mean, I think that's not controversial, what I'm saying. I'm not some genius who's come to that conclusion. Yeah, I think um, that's right. I mean, I like... I do like this, or I really liked it when I was younger. Um, but I wrote it when we went down uh, last year to when we were in Orlando. I wrote it, and uh, I liked it. It did strike me how much of the ride is hidden by darkness. But uh, yeah, I had a nice time. Yeah, for, short wait, pretty short it, wait when I was there. It another thing when you compare it to indie, which is unfair, but it's also fair because it's the same thing, uh, same track and everything. It's like this one. It feels small. Indie, indie, you really like feel like, oh my God, we're in this giant temple and it's like art directed well and your eye goes to these different scenes. And like, it's such a, it's such a giant, crazy experience going on indie still to this day. Yeah. And this almost feels like you're on a bigger, like dark ride. Like this feels like somehow much smaller in scale for like like imagine you have never been on this ride and imagine you're like okay here you have the track for indiana jones you have that size show building it's gonna be in it's gonna be the exact same ride except dinosaurs and you'd be like holy shit you would imagine like turning the corner when you see like the giant temple in indiana jones but like a giant dinosaur in the distance or something you'd be like oh my god it doesn't feel like that at all it feels absolutely like, I, I hear exactly what you're saying yeah it feels like you go into like little tiny show scenes where a dinosaur pokes out and you go, oh, that's not it. And then you move on. It's like, it's weird. I don't know. It's, not it's a bad. room of small rooms and false guessing. Yeah. It's not, again, I don't, it's not bad. I think it's better than I'm giving it credit for, but there's just a lot of like little things where I go, well, if you have all the same resources as Indiana Jones. I don't know why it the ride itself feels like this from cue pre-show to the actual ride itself. It's so I don't know. I don't know why it I, I it should be better. There's, there's not enough tricks. <laughs> the dinosaurs either I guess. roar at you 
or they fly over you, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I guess it's, I mean, the limitations from just having animatronic dinosaurs, I'm sure, is yeah. a big part of it. But it should, I don't know why the scope isn't, somebody's going to be mad at me, for, a lot of people are going to be mad at me for saying this, because I think this is actually like a sleeper ride for people, but. I, I think it might be, yeah, I know, I, I I don't know that people will agree with what we're landing on, that <laughs> we just kind of don't like it, but uh, hey, we we can't lie, I don't know. But Jurassic, um, I, Jurassic Park has a scope, there's a scope to it, like dinosaurs in general should be you should feel like the first you know that scene of in Jurassic Park where they see I forget which dinosaurs the long neck dinosaurs where they're like it's that wow moment where you go oh my god it's dinosaurs and they have that same moment which they of course have gotten rid of on the new Jurassic Park Jurassic World ride where you go into the thing and you go welcome to Jurassic Park and the majesty and how big the dinosaurs are and I feel like you get even more of that of from the universe of energy than you do from yeah. here. I totally agree. Yes. You know what? Because the brontosauruses are so tall. I don't feel like any of these dinosaurs are tall. I think it's just missing like taller ceilings, bigger. Right. Like the, isn't the, isn't the carnosaur, uh, the carnotaurus kind of, kind of short. It feels like that. I mean, I, and then when you think of the Indiana Jones building, I don't know if this building is maybe doesn't have as high a ceiling, but Indiana Jones building feels like it's, 10 stories tall. I'm sure it's not that tall, but it feels so tall and the, it feels so expansive. The scale, the scale is much bigger. The theater tricks work better yeah. on Indiana Jones. I mean, I'll agree well, for sure agree with that. Well, and if if we're comparing it to both the Jurassic Park ride and the Indiana Jones ride, which all feels kind of fair. Both are, unfortunately, both are tied to film franchises that we really love and no knock on Aladar and Kron or anything. But no, no offense to Kron. It's of no, never want to offend Kron, never. No um, offense to but, Kron. Uh, <laughs> Praise be to Kron. <laughs> in Kron we trust. But it's not only that you in both Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones, you're getting not just the connection to the franchise we love, but also the stirring score of both and moments being punctuated by this, this score that gives us feelings otherwise. And then this just doesn't have music. It's just like, yeah. is that it? Nope. Not our dino. Just loud sounds. And there's no, um, majesty in this it's just uh, it's very stressful i feel it's all, like it's like yeah. uncut gems it's, yeah, the, it's very the uncut stressful. gems right <laughs> uh it's like because i think when you're in the in the queue the queue is sort of setting you up for more of a jurassic park type experience yeah. it's very like look at how big these things were isn't this amazing like dinosaurs existed they were big and then the ride is this like very like you know tense unpleasant thing i mean i almost think it would be better if it was like the ride was called dino hunters and you know you went through like this transformer style base and they were like all right here's the deal we need to kill as many dinosaurs as we can dinosaurs <laughs> have been running amok in this part of the jungle like it would get you at least in the right headspace for this type of ride Come back with Kron's body, or you don't get to come back. <laughs> Deliver the head of Kron to my desk, <laughs> or you will be drummed out of the academy. <laughs> we are dino hunters. And it's like, all right, dinosaurs are the enemy. 
we're getting ready for like a very like tense ride a, a kind of a thrill experience is it like and it's a video that starts with a guy the lights are off and he's just a silhouette and then a light hits him and he's wearing like a velociraptor hide as a big <laughs> trench coat with a hood yes that's good <laughs> and that shows you that he's had previously successful missions um, I guess we, we want a Joe Exotic, I guess, of, uh, yes. of, of dinosaurs. That's what yes. we're after. <laughs> I kind of think that, that we would all be sort of less conflicted because I'm trying to work through my feelings here. I think we'd all be li- a little less conflicted if it was all sort of a unifying thing, if it all felt like a unified ride. It shouldn't be very warm at the beginning uh, and up through, like it's a warm building. You look at it's the wonder of seeing right, dinosaur right. bones. You meet Felicia Rashad, who's a very warm uh, personality. And then it hands off to, you know, Will Weasley, Dr. Seeker. And then it's all unpleasant after that. It's like there's a hard divide there. So you want an all warm ride or a ride that's all murdering dinosaurs. It really yeah. ups the tension at the end. Once it starts counting down to a catastrophic meteor strike. Which is kind of a neat trick, but also like, oh, well, I know this ride is going to be over soon. They are counting down until the end of it. Yeah. That's weird, too. Yes, you're right. You're like in a hurry the whole time. Yeah. And I mean, there's obviously contradictions to what I'm saying. There's rides that are sort of like, you know, fronts for like fake, like they're much more pleasant in the queue and everything. It's just I feel like it eases you into what's happening more than this one does. It's just Jurassic Park is very warm and then very yes, right. severe, but not until the climb. And the climb is the trans. So you is the transition. So you get the wonder of dinosaurs and then you get the terror of dinosaurs. And this kind of doesn't ever give you wonder though the entire actual ride part is is just very stressful and also i think i don't know exactly how i've presented it but i kind of feel like a good ride has like three or four five moves like different little things that you go oh yeah and then that happened it was cool oh that happened it was cool and it could be anything it could be optimus prime saying he's proud of you it could be like a little drop whatever it is this does i don't know same. that i'd consider that a move but okay well i move is that maybe not the best way to describe <laughs> a drop it. and being told you're proud are both moves well a moment i should say moments different moments where you go oh and that was cool this has the same moment over and over again yeah it's which not- is like ah oh god <laughs> yeah so it's interesting yeah i i really don't think i'm as negative as i'm sounding like it now i'm just trying to figure out what it is about it well hey, let me let me ask will this story change your opinion the biggest news story about this attraction in the last 10 years, do you guys know about this? <laughs> I in think so. In 2013, a woman found a loaded gun in a ride vehicle. So that person was thinking that they had the dinosaur hunter idea before I yeah. did. And they wanted to be prepared to, I guess, yeah, to shoot the carnotaurus. She thankfully did not open fire on the carnotaurus, turned the attraction into cast members, cast members passed it along, uh, turned the gun in <laughs> to cast members, uh, <laughs> passed it along to the authorities. The owner of the gun uh, said he did not know about Disney's policy against weapons, and he did have a concealed weapons permit. <laughs> so, that was, uh, 
Yeah. You know, that could just happen before they had the metal detectors. <laughs> yeah, that Jeez. was the old yeah. days. I'm sure there's no way anybody could sneak anything weird in nope. now. I'm sure it's a foolproof system. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit scary. Um, you got to be protected in case, I don't know, Pluto comes at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really. How does he know all the other, how does he know all the plush characters don't have uh, weapons as well? Yeah, I, well, I think maybe they were also like thinking like, well, on the safari too, we should be prepared, you know, in case a giraffe attacks us. <laughs> Notoriously <Charges>. aggressive <laughs> animals. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yes, that's a story. Uh, I was reading, and this is, I forget where I was reading it, so forgive me. Um, There's been a lot of chatter recently in the last few years about them doing something to this ride. Uh, Like, like, the biggest rumor, of course, is that they're going to make it into the Indiana Jones ride. Yeah. Right. Um, But there was a new thing I read, and this might be new as of a year or two ago, and and who knows, of course, with the state of the economy right now, when anything ever will happen with theme parks again, honestly. I I am wondering if uh, Epic World, whatever the third Universal Park, even happens now. Who knows? Oh, no. It might not. Uh, I wonder if Mario will just sit there at Universal Hollywood for, like, unbuilt for five years after this. Who knows? Uh, anything's that possible. Is too but, sad to think about. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring everyone down again. From now, the now we're sad. Yeah, now, Jason's finally it's hit him. How <laughs> oh, this whole thing is a bummer. I uh, mean, I'm just feeling but, really excited and, and cool about like, oh, cool, going on a ride and finding a gun. Neat. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then you brought us down. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the idea of lifeless Koopa Troopas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone koopa paratroopers oh so sad they'll never move again um but i read and this now i was like i was always like oh i guess that's okay if they just put the indiana jones ride over there it's like obviously we'd all want a new ride cooler ride but someone brought up the speculation or i guess the rumor that they would keep the dinosaurs on the ride and Indiana Jones would be added to the ride. Oh, what? yeah. And I was like, I was like, hell yes, hell I yeah. want that. I was thinking like, yeah, Indiana Jones has met aliens now, but he hasn't met dinosaurs yet. I think I was like, oh, yeah, like Indiana Jones goes to the island of the dinosaurs? You sign oh, me up. Oh, man. I, or, I mean, I guess you could go in a time machine too, but I like the idea there's like a secret island of dinosaurs. And then I was like, okay, yep, yep. Let's do that. Remember Why remember not? in the like Saturday afternoon like syndicated cheapy dramas there was a Lost World show for a while. The um is it Jules Verne or Robert Louis Louis Stevenson Lost World but very conveniently done when the movie Lost World <laughs> was in the air. I don't remember this at all. Oh cuz that title was up for grabs. Yeah, yes. So you could confuse people. Sir Arthur Conan <laughs> Doyle's The Lost World. That's who it was. Ah, okay. So yeah. Um, so if if there's ever any money freed up to do anything to dinosaur in the next decade, I am fully a I fully rubber stamp Indiana Jones meets the dinosaurs. So what are the moments of this? Do we get to see him like uh, like whip a raptor? Um, I think he probably has to at least whip toward a raptor. I think there should be a scene where he's in one of the dinosaurs' mouths. His his feet are sticking out like wiggling like he's about to be eaten by a dinosaur 
And then like he does something to free himself or we help him free, get free from the dinosaur. Uh, you can fun. tell that there's trouble because uh, like a, you know, like a baby Triceratops ended up with his hat. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. He brought a Nazi with him and you get to see a, a T-Rex devour a Nazi. Oh, that's good. oh yeah, perfect. Um, maybe um, he, like there's a big dino and he like kind of looks at you and he goes, at least it's not a snake. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm all for that. Uh, there's a, a a boulder that starts rolling, or so you think. But when it gets a little more lit, it's a it's a big brontosaurus shit. <laughs> it's Aladar's shit. <laughs> it's a it's an iguanodon's giant shit rolling toward Indiana Jones in the in the vehicle. <laughs> no. Cover your noses, everyone. Oh no. And then you can use like that grass like that dirt grass smell from Soren. <laughs> I also And then you oh, then you go around the corner and then you see like the, the wreckage, but it's that it it all it all hit him and it's like Biff and the manure. Yes, it's like Biff and the manure and there should be another ride vehicle stuck in it. Like another time, time whatever rover vehicle. Time rover, thank you. An animatronic of you wincing, <laughs> stuck in a big pile of iguanodon oh, wow. shit. That's great. Yeah. It does, this ride sounds so much better. This is great. Indiana Jones versus the dinosaurs. Was, is, is it? Wait, did you, you you said the island of dinosaurs? Would it be called Indiana Jones and I, the island of dinosaurs? That was a my yeah, suggestion. I like that. I like it. My, the Temple of Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, my suggestion was like it's not. There's no time travel. It's just like there's a secret. Like he finds an island that still has dinosaurs on it somewhere. This Man. is what I've I've complained about this four or five times. I'm sure on the show at this point. But this is what George Lucas's sort of idea was. Not specifically dinosaurs, but was going to be every movie was a different crazy genre. Every like this. yeah, and every movie. genre of like pulp novel. Right. So like like his idea was Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men from Mars. And it would have been like, I think like Mars Attacks meets Indiana Jones, which is awesome. And then Temple of Doom came out and people were like, this isn't like the first one. And then they just have been remaking the first movie ever since. Guys, I got to tell you, I just found the uh, best eBay item. Rare Disney 2000 dinosaur movie, Baby Alador pop-up watch. Whoa, pop Jason! Up, found what it. do you mean, it's, pop up watch? He pops out of an he egg. He pops out of an egg, uh, and there's a very whoa, small Jason. LCD screen. All right, I've made um, an. I've made an. I offer. don't mind. I don't mind this guy. He is not as horrifying to me. I've made an offer for ten dollars. I like him more. I like this plastic baby Aladar more. Actually, actually, you know what? Their shipping is five. Let me make an offer for eight dollars or seven dollars. Then let, let me break down my feelings. Uh, plastic toy baby Aladar, fine. I feel like CGI he's... film baby Aladar, hell no. I don't like baby Aladar in this watch nearly as much as I do with CGI Aladar. Yeah, baby. I gotta agree with Mike. It's because oh, I said man. I like it. It's not. No, <laughs> that's it's why. Not. It's not. The other baby's better. The other baby. If I w- if I if I sent you guys a four a.m. text out of nowhere, out of context, to baby Aladar. You would all say, this is bad. I'm going back There's to sleep. There's no way. I will pass a lie detector test. <laughs> Hook me to a lie detector and ask me about the cuteness of all these characters I've said I like. 
madness. I do a I do a podcast with maniacs. I think. Look, I'm very very sane when it comes to cuteness. I am very within my uh, mental faculties. Uh, <laughs> I found um, a I found a Aladar. Uh, adult Aladar McDonald rubber dino hand puppet. <laughs> oh, oh I just God. sent you the hand puppet. <laughs> this I just I said that. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hate this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're back to hate for me. Aladar hand puppet. It's a little too expensive. Yeah. And I have too much, too many toys. But if anyone has an Aladar rubber hand puppet and we do a live show in the next decade... Feel free to <laughs> gift this to me. Um, uh, I'll I'll say this though. After all of this uh, animosity between me and Baby Aladar, we could make up for all of it if, when Indiana Jones goes to the island of dinosaurs, if we get to see Baby Aladar eating Mutt Williams. <laughs> <laughs> all is forgiven, Baby Aladar. Oh man, Baby Aladar eating Mutt Williams. <laughs> just the leg. Yeah, just again, just the legs. You see him like. Like writhing around, just his cuffed denim. <laughs> oh, he is. His <laughs> <laughs> blue suede shoes. Switchblade on the ground. <laughs> um, well, did we do it? <laughs> did we? Did we survive podcast? Right? I think so. Well, the last. Oh, this isn't anything I really need to say, but it's the last note I had was that I think it's clear that they picked Karna. I can always oh, Carnosaur. Now I can't say anything. Carnosaurus. Carnotaurus. Car- what? Carnotaurus. Jeez, we've I've lost my mind trying to remember all these names. Uh, uh, Cron. It's Cron. It's, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear to me that they were like, okay, we cannot have the T Rex be at the end like Jurassic Park ride. So let's come up with a different dinosaur that's almost exactly the same as a T Rex. In scary. Well, that's what I was saying. They had recently uh, discovered that one. Uh, and they right. conveniently but slotted I, but you, it in. But I have to. That's. I mean, I, I think I'm not making some genius point here. But don't you? You don't you think that's why they chose this? Oh, dinosaur? for sure. Yeah, I think early on they probably yeah. were like, well, obviously the scariest big one is a T Rex. But yeah, that is complicated when it's so identifiable. It, seem, it seems like they went with a bunch of dinosaurs that were not used in Jurassic Park, like the common ones. There's a raptor. There much. is a raptor. In this ride, a raptor, it's yes. not really a super scary moment. I don't know. It's hard to make the raptor scary in the Universal one too. Well, supposedly that uh, if I mean I think this the, the the roller coaster is being built for Islands next year, so maybe that one will have to be finished. Yeah. But supposedly that has a little uh, a little section in the raptor cages. So let's see if they can make the raptors as scary as they are in the movie. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what uh, the future of dinosaur-based entertainment holds. How scary <laughs> something, to look, something to look forward to yeah. in a crazy time. That's right. Um, at least someday like, there will be robot dinosaurs again. I'm hoping again. we get a live-action uh, CG at Aladar. You know what I'm saying? I think Aladar on Disney+, Plus, baby Aladar, sort of the better call Saul for Aladar <laughs> and dinosaur to see him as a baby so multiple seasons of baby aladar to see what formed him how he got his principles to see what shaped him as a as an adult man dinosaur sounds great i think that's all great yeah, yeah. and i think uh jason sheridan should motion cap the aladar 
if called to serve Ooh, baby yell no. at our dinosaur. if called to serve <laughs> yeah i'm a widow baby <laughs> i'm just baby alador jason could you do oh, a little jason, i'm yawning jason do a little of your baby alador for us does it sound like stitch i don't know it I, might i'm hungry for plant <laughs> oh wow he's a little baby he's cute he has a cute voice <laughs> Oh Jesus! Say I'm hungry <laughs> for plants again for me. I'm One more hungry time. for plant. <laughs> Adorable. Plant singular. <laughs> a plant. I'm wiggling. What am I doing? <laughs> oh wow! He's. I love this. This is great. I made a little peepee. This is definitely cute. <laughs> <laughs> do you like baby? Do you like baby uh, from dinosaurs better than baby Aladar? Do you think cute was? Yes. Yes. I may like Baby from Dinosaurs better, but I don't know that I think Baby from Dinosaurs is Baby cuter. Sinclair is not cuter, but Baby Sinclair is more like funny and endearing. Yeah, Baby. I think he is more aesthetically pleasing. Hmm. Well, there's going to be a lot of debate raging when this comes out. Yeah. Scott um, banging on a keyboard to write us a stern letter about how much he doesn't like Baby Alador. <laughs> I truly this is this is this is madness. I'm I'm although oh god, I just looked up baby baby Sinclair toy. Um <laughs> I, I wait, where did it go? God, it was like I I imagined it in a uh a esque fashion. I saw like a bunch of unpainted baby Sinclairs. Oh my god. It went away. It was in the preview, and now I'm not. Uh, there's some horrifying Baby Sinclair dolls. Um, oh yeah, I found one. <laughs> uh, maybe what I'm fine. I don't. Maybe I don't want to raise a baby dinosaur. <laughs> That's what I'm. Uh, I I mean, I'll see I'm that gonna... one's. That one's okay. Okay. Well, we'll buy that for you. Uh, I don't like that it says "Gotta try me." Gotta try me. Try me. Baby. Gotta try me. Here's a child's baby Sinclair costume. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, he's got like a plush. It's like a foam head and a, like a, a big diaper and separate skin tone pants. <laughs> this is not good. Um, okay, look, I'm going to I'm going to hit the escape hatch from this video or from this, this video from this episode. You survive podcast right. But I'll also say I'll tie this into the socials by saying go to our Twitter and perhaps also our Instagram or Facebook uh, to see uh, some of these horrifying things. But also w one more thing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, what is this weird? I don't know. Like, it's like a knockoff. Rip off Bart-esque. <laughs> um, um, well, you can see lots of horrifying baby Sinclairs and Aladars. Uh, at our at our Twitter at podcast ride. Um, oh God! Please stop! Please stop! Let me let me though also send you what I think is the is the ultimate in two thousand dinosaur aesthetics. You guys check your text messages. I uh, got to check out a little of the dinosaur Game Boy Color game. Oh wow! And the stills of this that I'm sending and I'll post on Twitter. I think are like vaporwave masterpieces. Oh, <laughs> oh good. My gosh. These are these are unbelievable. Whoa. I hate the aesthetic of the film. This I'd watch a whole movie of this, no problem. Oh yeah, this is like you could imagine like some like city pop playing. 
Yes, yes. These are all like album covers waiting to happen. Like yeah. uh, Aladar is blue. He's like a, he's a very royal blue. There's a weird thing that says in really eight bit font. These pillars indicate the exit, and it looks like bloody stones. I don't know what I'm looking at there. And then a, a close up of a very pixelated Aladar eye that says Lemur Island is gone. These are great. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then this really like sad gathering of four dinosaurs. You can't tell what half of them are. And then a like step down eight bit rainbow and it says you win. These are, this is like some of the best aesthetics I've ever seen. So like a daft, credit to like the a makers daft, of the game. Daft yes, Punk song yeah. called Lemur Island is gone. <laughs> if you're a vaporwave artist, <laughs> Take Lemur Island is gone for an album, please. It's mm-hmm. waiting. It's waiting for you. Well, I was doing uh, a lot um, of. I, I texted you. I was doing. I'm doing. Listening to a lot of Marauder. Hey, that's good news. That's yeah. smart. Oh, very good. Uh, uh, any discoveries? Anything you want to share? Do you have you? Do you know the Giorgio Marauder and Joe Esposito album, Solitary? You Man? mentioned who's Joe Esposito? I actually don't. I forget. He's there's a song he has. Uh, I got to look it back up. Uh, but the album is fantastic. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's like I uh, yeah, he's I got to look him up here. He's a singer. He uh he's an older man. He's uh <laughs> I'm stalling. He's him. an older man I'm singer. While I look it up. Uh <laughs> he's he's written songs Donna Summer, Aretha Franklin. I'm trying to think of what his uh I don't well, know. The, look, the point the point is, uh, look at the stills that we're posting of the Dinosaur Game Boy Color game. Um, and, you know, by the way, in general, Game Boy Color, uh, there's some pretty fun stuff on Game Boy Color. I was not aware of this area, um, but I found a Game Boy Color game. Maybe we just have to play this over on Twitch, which is another thing I can promote. So we've been doing stuff on Twitch and having fun there. Um, but there is a Shrek game for Game Boy Color, and the game is called Fairy Tale Freakdown. <laughs> and I flipped a part of the game in which uh, Shrek is in a fist fight with Pinocchio. <laughs> He's just punching Pinocchio in the face. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Fairy tale freakdown That's rules. Great. I think I'm. I think I'm off of dinosaur. I think I'm a big Game Boy Color guy. So play dinosaur for Game Boy Color and listen to Marauder, and uh, you'll be in aesthetic heaven. Yeah. Wow. And uh, as for other uh, bullshit, you can always find that three extra episodes of bullshit a month on uh, Patreon.com/slash Podcast The Ride. That's the second gate. Anything else, fellas? Uh, I think no, that's it. Just. I'm pretty worn out. That's a little too much Aladar for one day <laughs> for anyone. I could do it a little more Aladar, but I, I agree. It's almost done. It's almost exhausting. You, if you guys want to do an, a talking Aladar after show, feel I, free. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm getting hungry. I'm going to have to eat more plant. <gasps> oh, is that, a, is that baby yeah, Aladar? He's, he's back. back. He's back. Oh, baby Aladar. Oh, love him. <laughs> he's the baby. Gotta uh, play with him. What was it? <laughs> try, try me, try, 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 gotta try, try me. Oh God! If where's the where's the oh, God baby, bombs when I need them? Baby, Sincla- baby Sinclair and Baby Aladar on the same show. Oh, Let's wow. do it. A real odd Let's couple. They own them both. They own them both. Yeah, they own them both. All right. Well, I'm good. <laughs> um, all right, I'm more than good. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson. Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com. 
and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.